Welcome to another episode of Loud Pipes. Grab a beverage and join us as we talk about all things relating to motorcycles, the riding experience, and other motoring adventures. And now your host for this episode, Rich Forfield, Rico Hogan, John Maracle, and Brother Bacon. Loud Pipes, episode 181. We have a special guest in the house tonight. We're going to be speaking with Austin Rothbard. He's the founder and CEO of Twisted Road. We're going to get an update on that. Uh, we're going to have Rico in here in a little bit, but I guess we'll start first with Johnny John. How are you, buddy? Doing okay, man. Yourself? I'm hanging in there, staying inside, you know, like a good little boy and drinking my beer like you should. Wow. I haven't been staying inside like I should be, but. Essential riding only, right? Uh, no car driving. Oh, supplies. Oh, you had a, you have a doggy down, right? Yeah, doggy had to go to the a d d d d d um vet hospital last night. Yes. Oh, okay. All good. She's back. Uh, I don't know. She's back home. She's doing better. She uh had a little um throw up. So uh, anybody in our listening group that has a dog that throws up, it's not too pretty, as you know. Well, you probably know from a kid, Rich, but. People might know from kids, but uh, she threw up about eight times in 10 minutes. So, all right. So, are you skipping beverage then for tonight? I am. I think I am as well. I had a little headache this morning and finally got that to go away. So, I figured, yeah, we'll just drink water tonight. All right, man. That's good. And I'm having jelly beans. Nice. For Easter, you know. All right. Well, let's bring in our special guest. Like I said, Austin Rothbard is the founder and CEO of Twisted Road. He was last on the show over the summertime, around episode 160, and I want to welcome back to the show. Austin, how are you? Great, great. How are you guys? Good to be back. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're doing well here. We're minding our manners and staying inside, getting lots of work done, though. Man, the work has not slowed down one bit. I know. I know. I know. It never does, right? It never <laughs> does. Very good. So, yeah, we want to get an update on Twisted Road so we know that You've made a lot of changes to the platform, so we're excited for that. But before we get too far, why don't you set the set the stage for us? Give us a background on, on what you guys do and how the service works. Yeah, so our company is a motorcycle rental business. Um, the only thing that makes us different is every motorcycle on our platform is privately owned by another rider. Uh, I started the company about, been live about two and a half years now. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I never thought I'd need a rental bike, but I was in Grand Canyon with my wife and kids and thought, man, I wish I had my bike and just couldn't find anything I wanted to ride even within 90 miles. So I started the business and uh, immediately solved two problems, people needing a bike and then people having bikes sitting idle in their garages. Nice. A a matchmaker, if you will. (laughs) A matchmaker. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A a 21st century matchmaker. That's me. It's a, it's crazy how difficult this matchmaking is. Though I'll tell you, like we might have 150 motorcycles in one area. Let's say you're going to Orlando. Let's say you got 150 bikes. Right, and, go to and you're like, okay, yeah. you're going to Florida. Go to Florida. Okay, well, let me see what they have. You're like, okay, well, I'm only riding. I don't know, pick it, a Harley. Or I only want a Ducati. Okay, then you say, All right, this is the only bike I'm riding. You pick the Harleys. Maybe we got out of the 150. Maybe we got 30. Then you say, okay, well, I only want a black one. I don't want a sportster. It's got to be big. It's got to have bags. And I have to have enough room for my significant other. Right. And then, you know, you look and we got six. And five of them could be taken. Or two could be taken and three are in the shop. Or the, or the person's riding. You know, so sometimes what happens with us is, you know, we get these requests to come in. And, and if the exact bike that they're not looking for isn't available, we'll, we'll, we'll have to quickly hustle to find them a backup but my entire job is a and my team is all about about matchmaking got it yeah i guess it would be a lot easier if if you owned all the inventory you would you would know what's available and it would be ready but that would be a lot more expensive i would imagine that's the benefit (laughs) of our platform you know we've got we don't have any inventory and if you've ever done any work in uh like in in um any traditional companies like uh, manufacturing or product or retail inventory is really difficult to manage. And then, um, so that's a huge benefit for us. It allows us to have ex- extreme variety of the bikes. 
Very nice. Without the cost. Yeah, yeah. All right, and before it gets weird for our listeners, I just want to let everyone know that Brother Hogan has now joined the call. I think. Are you there, Rico? It says he's Nope, there. sorry. I was on him. I was on you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what happened? How are you, man? Doing well. How are you? Good. We're just getting started. We got a little background from Austin, and uh-huh. and now we're excited because I know he has a ton of changes. I've been looking at the website as well, and I guess one of the first things I want to chat about, I think you previewed this last time you were here, is now you have insurance or you've expanded insurance for both yeah, we've riders? Brought it, yeah, we've broadened the insurance offering. So every single uh, rider can, can purchase our insurance at checkout. No different than if you're renting a car and you go to Enterprise at the counter or they say you want insurance. We have that. Right. And it's, it's, uh, and it covers anything that happens to a motorcycle for the owner, we're, we're, we cover the owner 100% uh, of damage that happens during the ride. And the other thing we just added was, is we now offer, or we actually provide, a, a million dollars of liability coverage for the owner. Wow. And that's all included for free. It's huge. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it allows people to rest easy. You know, there's two parts to the equation. The one is, you know, I, I don't know, people that say, I don't know if I want anyone on my bike because what happens if it gets dropped or anything happens? Well, we cover that. And the other is worst case scenario, somebody, something happens and someone decides to sue everyone. Well, you're covered for that too. So. Nice. That's awesome. I thought about that today because some of the bikes that, that I've been looking at, of course, are are extreme as we would say. <laughs> and I even, stu- yeah. I stumbled upon a Kawasaki H2 in Tennessee and I'm thinking, yeah. man, that's going to be fun. <laughs> you know what's Go ahead. I don't mean to interrupt. No, that, I was just going to say, then I immediately went to, okay, this could be very bad. If something, you know, somebody gets this thing, they wind it up, they bend it into something or somebody else, yeah. you know, forget yeah. the bike. Like, you know, there's other people involved, you know? Well, that's a, that's a good point. So, so it's funny when we started getting, um, our bikes listed at the very beginning of the company, I was really excited with the variety and I was so excited to tell people, Hey, we've got, you know, we have a, a Panigale on the site and it's in, you know, it's in Vegas. And we have one in Austin. Well, the next thing you know, it gets rented <laughs> and I, I'm like, Whoa, I didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> So, so now what we do with every single rider is we ask for your, with your, for your uh, riding history. You get to say, well, I rode, you know, this bike for three years and this bike for two years. And you list your riding history. The owner gets that and reviews it before they decide if they're going to approve the rental or not. So if they're not comfortable having you on their bike, right. um, yeah, they can just reject it. So I, re- I remember saying, okay, well, let me look at what this guy's background is. And he had like six years on a... In a, on, a, on his own Patagonia. He was actually going to Motor, MotoGP in Austin and wanted to ride into the Ducati uh, tent area uh, an owner's party. So he was renting the same bike he had at home. Oh, nice. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think between, you know, between seeing everybody's experience and then letting the owner decide whether he's comfortable or she's comfortable having on the bike, a, a lot of the process self-selects out. We don't get you know, it's, it, it, it just self-selects. Yeah. I was wondering about that. Like, you know, does your team get involved much with that, I guess, sort of negotiation process or is that all between the renter and the, the owner? I'd say 90% of it or 95% of it is between the two of them. Uh, we don't, what we will do is we have, um, strict policies about people who are below between the age of 21 and 25 Okay. They have to have a certain number of years of riding experience before they can ride with us. And they have a higher uh, uh, deposit, credit card deposit, before they, they got on the bike. And so we, we see alerts that go up when they ride. And what we'll do is we, if we see a bike like a Panigale or a Z1 or something, then we'll, and we'll just, you know, and we look at the riding history. Yeah. Sometimes we'll just send a note to the owner saying, hey, just take a quick look and make sure you're okay with this before. We don't want to decide for the owner. We just want them to be aware and see what we're seeing. Got it. I remember a funny sign one time. I used to travel a lot for work and obviously a lot of rental cars, but I was in a really small town and it wasn't even like Hertz or Enterprise. You know, it was just, you know, some mom and pop thing. And they had behind the counter, it said our insurance policy, you know, says you have to be 25 to rent. Um, 
but if you're under, we'll allow, but you need to have like 10 years experience driving or something like that. <laughs> and I just laughed. <laughs> right. I was like, okay, right. that's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> funny. It's a good way to write your policy. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, that's funny. It's impossible. So any other uh, big changes that you've made? I know you have, you want to talk about referrals here in a moment, but you know, the site, yeah. the site's been uh, overhauled. You want to talk about that? Yeah, the site's been overhauled. It's completely made for, uh, for mobile. So it's super easy if you're on your cell phone to rent a bike or list your bike, check out and check in is really easy. Our reviews have been going really well. They're nice and clean now on the site. Yep. So after every ride, the rider and the owner get to rate each other and the, and the, uh, rider also rates the bike. So, so, um, and we have a few thousand reviews on our site and 97% of those are five star. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Nice. Well, and it, it, from what I can tell, it sounds like, um, you know, the selection process kind of happens, you know, you find the right bike, the right renter and the right owner. And then once that comes together, it seems like that would just be, you know, nothing but good stuff after that. You know, that initial part seems like the hardest part. It is. And we actually outsource all of our rider verification to our insurance company. So the insurance company gets all the data on, on someone before they ride Mm. and they do a pretty thorough background check. They check, uh, they check, um, license, license, make sure you have a motorcycle license, make sure there aren't too many points, make sure the license is active and not suspended. And, um, then they'll have things like, uh, you know, sometimes they'll say, okay, we have a few, you know, yellow flags that are popping up and we're not ready to decline, but, you know, we're going to tell you that this person has, I don't know, 10 points on their license, which is getting close to our max. And the cell phone that they registered with, Hmm. they just got that number today. (laughs) You know, so we're like, I don't even know how to check that stuff. Right. So, (laughs) All they, right, all, all they want to do as an insurance company is make sure that th- their risk is, is low, right? We're totally aligned there. Like they don't want exposure because they're going to be paying the claim out. Yeah. Right. So, so they do a pretty thorough. Yeah. Yeah. So the question around that is, um, so if you can't get us, let's say you're, you're looking at a street glide and it yeah. sounds like, well, maybe not a street glide, but you can get, uh, I don't know, like a, 500 or 600 something another something smaller that maybe that person could handle in that necessarily a street glide is that an option or is this we're not that sophisticated yet but one thing that they are doing is probably in the next six to 12 months we're going to be rolling out variable pricing on our insurance so that if somebody comes in their high risk they'll pay more for their insurance daily than someone who's much lower risk and then they'll have a better rate in okay. in another question, um, and you may have covered this already, but uh, how much um, lead time do you need before you know being able to get approved for a bike? That that's uh, kind of a great question. So the reality is that we we don't take same day rentals, so we'll we'll set them up for the next day. But there are cases sometimes when somebody comes in early in the morning, like, man, I really need a bike today, and we'll try to hustle for them. The, the more time that, that, that we give the owners, it's actually better because if you, if you tell somebody, hey, I want your bike tomorrow, it, you know, I'm working or I have plans. Or, but if, if we have a little bit more notice, then people can plan for the rentals, right. plan around them. And then we have a pretty cool, I don't know if your listeners at all, uh, listen, see the YouTube videos by, there's a guy out there called Yammy Noob. I don't oh, know yeah. if you, if you, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> he's, a, he's a part, what's the, what's the impression before I go, before I say something crazy? No, no, it's, it's all good. I just, I know I've watched quite a few of them. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, I realize that he can be polarized. Quite frankly, I think his videos are really entertaining and they can be really educational. So, um, he's been, he's been, uh, a partner of ours recently talks a lot about us and he put his bikes on, on, um, on our site. And I think he, he put his Hayabusa on there. It got rented within 24 hours. Oh man. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it's cool. It's, it's great. He's talking about us all the time. Well, I saw another one, um, 
I was looking for an electric bike for the Zero SRF, and I saw Phil's from Cleveland Moto is on there. Yeah, you know what? And and, and when you now we're talking about electric bikes, we've got th- on top of that, we've got three live wires. Last time I checked, what? we've got two in California, and we've got one in Tampa. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. One in Tampa. <laughs> yeah, that that was <laughs> well, on Bacon's what? list. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what's funny because. Those are like 200 bucks a day or something. It's a $35,000 bike. And I think to myself, man, if I were going to buy that bike, it's worth, it's worth it to go yeah. wherever it is in the country, go yeah. there, put you know, a day go there, it. rent the damn thing, put a day or two on it and then make a decision. Cause right. if you've never ridden an electric bike, you're going to put the money out. Like maybe it's not the right thing for you. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. So yeah, I mean it makes it easy. We actually a good number of our pe- of people who ride with us are um are test riding motorcycles before they buy them. So, yeah. did I did I tell you guys the four reasons why people rent? Did I tell you this or not? Uh, I don't remember. You I don't remember, but yeah, hit it again. All right, so one of them is they're test riding before they buy. Another is they're traveling and want a bike when they're, when they're out traveling on the road and they need a bike. The third is they may not have a bike at all. Uh, maybe they had to sell it or give it away uh, years ago. And the fourth is they got a bike in the garage, but they decided they want to cheat on it. <laughs> so yeah. they, you know, so they're out trying to, they're riding something new, nice. you know, they don't want to buy, maybe they don't want to buy the next, you know, the next bike. They just want to ride it every now and then. Uh, yeah, I did that a few years ago back in, I can't remember what year it was, but I made a trip to California and I was interested in some different bikes at the time. And I kind of scoured around and, and found some that, and of course in California, Southern California, you can rent bikes there, but that seems to be one of the few places in the country, you know, outside of your big, you know, your big sort of chain rental places. But, you know, just trying to find something other than like a Harley or an Indian was, was really tough until I got to California. But I did just that, you know, rented, you know, trying some different things before I buy. It was great. Yeah, we see something. This is kind of cool because we can, we see all the data. So we'll sometimes see somebody rent six or eight bi- six or eight bikes from us in a short period of time, all in their hometown, say mm-hmm. in three months. And then they don't rent it all for another month. And then they list a bike. You know, <laughs> so they bought, they figured out what they wanted. They, and they bought it. They put it on our site. That's funny. You know, so, yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. Oh, that's too good. All right. So what up, uh, What are the big changes? The website looks fabulous, I got to say. We've spent a lot of time on it um, since we started chatting as we were picking up bikes. But I know you have other stuff under the covers as yeah. well. Yeah. Right. So we've got another one, which is the um, our referral program is really crazy. And um, we're doing this until... We can't do it anymore. That's the best way to say it. But the way the referral program works is anybody can give out as many free days of riding to as many friends as they want. So you could say to all the listeners, hey, you guys go to Twisted Road. The first time you rent, mm-hmm. you'll get a free day on us. Now, there's two. There's, there's just one uh, kicker in there. The ride has to be at least three days long. If it's three days long, you pay for two. Okay. If it's four, you pay for three. But if you take a short ride, one day or two day ride, um, we'll knock twenty five percent off instead. Okay. That's so awesome. it's a pretty big, it's a pretty good deal. And then um, when any of your friends actually take part in that, your friends that you referred, uh, you get twenty five. You earn twenty five dollars of credit to rent with us in the future. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That yeah. So sweet. if you guys like, yeah. So if you. If you're listeners, if you guys have 10 people who listen and then go sign in with, I, I set it up so that the, the referral code for you guys is loud pipes. Nice. So anyone who uses the loud pipes when they sign up or log in, um, if 10 people rent, you guys have 250 in your account. You can go rent a live wire for free. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go, Rico. <laughs> Tampa road trip. Here we come. Yeah, here we come. <laughs> oh man hell yeah or for the same money for the same money we can go to tennessee and get on at age two i'm just saying true true true. (laughs) you know what i like about your site as i kind of you know bounce around here i'm checking in atlanta 
he yeah. lived in search for Atlanta for like four days, let's say. Yeah. And I like how you got the prices laid out and you got the map showing the location of where the bike's at for the most part. Um, so yep. if I want to pick some place close to me and this guy's, you know, 79 bucks, I'm like, yeah, what is it? Okay. Oh my, it's a, it's a uh, uh, street triple. Sweet. I've yeah. always wanted to ride one of those. And boom, there you go. It's just that easy. It, it is. And then, you know, uh, the other thing, Rico, is sometimes um, people will say, oh, you know, this one's 40 miles away. I don't know how to, I'm going to get there. You know, I'm coming in from out of town. Often the owners will just meet the person halfway or they'll even drop the bike off. And the only thing they ask for, honestly, is to pay their Uber back. Mm, you know, nice. just like, just pay my Uber. Cause it, it, uh, but a lot of the people just do it for free. They're just like, you know what? I'll drop it off. I'll figure it out. They're just so yeah. pleased that the community's coming together. Right, right. Oh, you even drop it off at the airport. Say, I'll meet you outside of gate two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? you know what? I was in, I was in uh, Dallas. Dallas. I was in Dallas. I rented something for a couple of days. I dropped the bike off and I was headed to the airport. And the guy said, Hey, hop in. I'll just, I'll drop you off. I'll take you there. And I think, well, you know, that's of course, you know, it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm my company. People are going out of their way, but we hear this all the time, mm -hmm. all the time. Took me to, and we read it. It's in the reviews. Oh, the guy took me to the airport. Oh, he dropped the motorcycle off at our campground. He and his buddy had the bike in the truck truck and they dropped it off. Like, there's just so much generosity. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, we have always said so, it. The, the motorcycle community is is the best out there, and it's it's good to hear it translates through to rentals as well. It it is the best, and we're we are the foundation of what we do that no one can beat is we focus on the community first. That's it. It's all about this community. So. That's where we put our our focus. If you go check out our our Facebook or our our Instagram pages, it's you know ninety plus percent of the pictures are people sending photos in from their rides with Twisted Road. Like we don't even make them; we just repost them. Awesome. You know, it's almost awesome. like uh, yeah, it's like going into the you know you take your kids to get braces and you go to the orthodontist office and there's there's you know fifty pictures of people with kids with braces smiling on the wall. You know, it's like that. <laughs> this is. <laughs> this is these guys big smiles on their faces because they're renting and riding. It's great. Nice. Um, let's see. So last time we talked, I know you you said the website was being overhauled, and I know we already talked about that. But just if you could spend a minute telling us about what that process is like, like how much of an ordeal was it to go from that? Um, I don't know if it's fair to say 1.0 product, but to go from what you yeah. had to what you have today, like what, what was that process like? Well, it was, it was, it was, it was very hard. So let's start with, let's go back. Uh, I'll talk a little about my history. I've, I have 20 years of, of progressive um, executive experience running big, big businesses. And I've never done anything like this before. I've run companies like, um, you know, pool table company I ran was Brunswick Billiards. I ran that for four years. So like I, I'm used to having infrastructure and a brand behind me. Now I start this with nothing. Hmm. I go into the savings account, you know, I quit my cush job and I put everything I've got into this. And I don't know anybody in the tech world. I mean, you guys throw it around that you're in tech. I, I didn't know anybody. I yeah. networked like mad to just find someone who, who, who would, who could do it. And I outsourced the entire thing. And we got our first version up and it took about five months. And it was like, you know, it was, it did the job at the time, right? You guys are probably familiar with the, the term MVP, which is the minimum viable product, which is the least you can yep. do to get something up and working. Yep. Yep. So we had that. Um, about six months later, I realized if I really want this thing to go big, I have to hire a team. So I raised um, some investor money at the end of 2018, and I hired three people in early 19. So the three people I hired were two developers, one front end and one back end, and a community manager who does nothing else but connect with our community all day long. Nice. So we're sitting, we're sitting in the coffee shop. We're talking about, you know, there's our first kickoff meeting. We're talking about, you know, what the site's going to look like, how long it it's going to take to uh, launch. And um, these two guys, a lot of experience, and they both said, you know what, we can get this thing going in two months. It, it was February 1, we'll get it up by early April. 
And I have n- nothing at all to compare it to except what I went through with the, the last guys. <laughs> so I said, well, that's great. Well, the next nine months were so stressful. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, no. we, we, didn't, we didn't go live till middle of October. And, uh, <laughs> and you think, you know, everything looks easy until you're in, in it and working it. And you realize all the intricacies of, of, of of everything. I mean, it's yeah. not, I mean, it just is, it's hard. Um, but now that we've got it, you know, we're making changes really quickly, uh, adding new features, things, things that would have taken a long time with the company I hired before. Um, they're, they go much faster now. We just, we just execute. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it, it's, it's night and day from what it was. I mean, like I said, I've spent a lot of time looking at bikes and just looking at the flow and, it is is very well done from especially from where it was. So, Thank you. Yeah, Thanks. my hat's off to the team for that one. I appreciate that. You know, we're set it up better for SEO and you know, like just just uh you know, a feature like, you know, you list your motorcycle and now you want to share it with a buddy. Like how do you we we have that now. You can post it easily. Mm-hmm. Any bike you see on our site, share the link, share it in email, post it on Facebook, anywhere you want. That alone people think they're just so used to seeing that, you know, the share button, but if you don't have it, you got to build it. So I'm going to put all the, the coding behind it and say, okay, what is, what format does Facebook want when you're going to share something and what image is going to come up? And, yep. you know, there's just, a, there's a lot, how's it look on desktop versus mobile versus a tablet. And, um, you know, so I think we go through this world thinking, you know, building a website and, and, and making changes is easy, but it really takes a lot of work and, and you need the right team. So I guess the next natural progression is, will you guys have a mobile app at some point or are you yeah. happy with the web mobile web experience? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. So we've talked about an app now on and off for a couple of years. And the reason we haven't gone forward with it quickly is that, we just want to make sure that the time we spend developing it will will lead to increased top line that will offset that time. So for us, we have a small team. You know, there's two engineers. Right. And if it takes us, I don't know, three months of them head down building an app, all the features they could have built that we knew would drive revenue have been put on hold. And are we at a point now where people, you know, if they if they don't have an app, if we don't have an app, they're annoyed, but they're still going to rent with us, right? You know, so just adding it's like adding better food on an airplane. Like people are going to still going to fly. You don't choose your plane based on whether it's a sandwich or eggs, right? <laughs> so you know, so you say you want better food, but it, you know you're going to choose your flight based yeah. on it, and that's yeah. what we're trying to figure out. It's like I still want to get to Vegas, whether they have red wine or not. I like I'm still exactly. going. <laughs> if you ask everybody what's the most important thing on 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 uh on choosing an aircraft number one thing everyone always says is safety yeah. nobody chooses nobody does any research on safety they say safety <laughs> then they just say what if we could add anything what would it be they say better food they yeah. don't it doesn't matter no one's choosing no one chooses that so <laughs> you always have to find out like what what uh is important not what people say but really getting to the root of what will drive their decisions and that's not easy. Nice. Go ahead, Rico. Yeah, I was just going to say, and this is just a critique and um, uh, regarding the site. And it's, it's something that um, I have considered when I'm looking at possibly going on a bike ride in a, in a new location. And that's where the good road's at. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. Okay, Rico, let me tell you what we're doing about that. It's a, it's a big um, opportunity for us. Here's, here's what we're doing in the short term. At the bottom of our, of, of, our, of our page, of our landing page and every page on the site, you'll see the top oh, 10 popular cities, 15 popular cities. Right. I see that, yep. What, what we're doing with each one of those is we're building um, – uh, resources for riders. Some of the resources are going to be like good places to eat and roads and good hotels and landmarks. But then the other resource that we're putting, that we've put together, we've done it for two, uh, two places so far is all the roads 
that people love riding that have a motorcycle in that community. So if you're going to Austin, Texas, we have a, a guide to Austin, Texas with all the best roads, with links to them, and it's all put together by people who have motorcycles in Austin, Texas on our site. Nice. So we've got that for Austin, and we have that for Vegas, and we're building out the others. We're, we're literally interviewing pe people on our site and asking them where they ride. Mm -hmm. Now, I guess this will come in handy, like, for, with the app, you know, apparently. So if you have the app, then you can log those those trips or those roads um and you know it'll show up as here's a where your location is here's the great road here yeah uh, absolutely mountains. and so so yeah that, that'll work out great and i don't know absolutely if, you know par partnering with some of the other apps that are currently doing that um yeah um that might help a absolutely i mean that's the ideal the, the kind of the getting to a place and saying where do i ride and, and you you look at the app and there's six roads and they show you the level of, you know, uh, of, of how technical they are, maybe what the terrain is like, and then people can vote whether or not they've ridden it and liked it. Now you have a community sourced, you know, map of roads all over the country or the world. Um, we're not there yet, but it's something we've spoken about. Mm -hmm. And the other thing, as I see here, and we talk about tracking almost is, you know, owners tracking their bikes as far as where it's at and how's it doing type of thing. How's my baby doing? And I have to wonder, you know, <laughs> is everything okay? You don't, you don't have to like hot glue an old iPhone to the bottom of the seat or something. Right. Right. Track it. right. 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 <laughs> it's just an idea. You know, I, cause I, you th I think as I sit here and ponder the idea of putting my bike out here, it's like, I wonder, you know, if there's a way to track it so I can make sure that everything's going okay. If it's been sitting in the, in the ditch for X amount of weeks, yeah. <laughs> days or yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. Um, we've so we've spoken to some GPS uh, companies, but um, I'm not ready to offer anything or any deals to my community yet until I find a package that I think is really um, extremely well priced. And so mm -hmm. uh, they're out there, but you're right. We need another option that's gonna that's just gonna be inexpensive and and, and everybody can track their bikes. Yeah, and I. If I could spend your money a little bit, Austin. <laughs> um, so I see three benefits to an app just as a, a pure user. So sure. for one, I'm security minded. So if I had an app that, you know, I could use touch ID or face ID or something to authenticate, it's a, it's a cleaner experience versus the web login. And I, th yeah. I think it's more persistent. You can do that on the web too. You can set cookies and, and things like that. Um, yeah. The second piece of the app is it's always in your face. So for example, I have like cycle trader and I have a couple of other general shopping sites on my phone. And just every now and then it's like, Oh yeah, cycle trader. And then I go in there and I start looking around and it's like, Oh, there's a bike I would like. So I, I kind of right. see it like that. It's always in your face. It's, you know, it's on your, your screen, you know, as you're flipping like through. Yeah. Right. It's like and it's like candy, you know, it's just laying there. You just pick it up and have a little nibble, you know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but then the third one is is kind of what Rico was talking about. I think the the enrichment of the data post rental is probably going to be is probably just that. It would be a much more rich experience to say, okay, now you're done. Now let's let's take your route. You know, for example, if you shared your your GPS data, have it say, okay, well here's a route you took. Did you like it? Do you want to share it? Or hey, here's thirty photos you took on that same route. You know, do you want to share those? Do you want to aggregate that? And I think it just might be a, a richer experience for that that post rental data. And I don't know what you're getting now, but that's something that might help for future plans. You, you, uh, absolutely, you're you're absolutely right. Um, we hadn't thought of all of those, but I like I like them. It's easy to spend the money when it's not mine. <laughs> right, I know that. I know. Yeah. I know it. I know it. <laughs> You know what that's going to cost? No, I don't, but it's not my money, so. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> so where are you guys going anytime? Well, I know we've got the, the uh, pandemic happening, but where would you like to go if you guys could ride anywhere, or travel anywhere and ride? Or better yet, what bikes would you love to ride? Oh, Great question, right? Oh, I've, I've got, so I got a list. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. The, the man, I feel like I'm year, really lucky. 
I feel like I'm really lucky because whenever I travel, yeah, I just hop on a different bike, you know, and it's just like it's like like it's like candy. It's like oh, I just rode. Have you guys ridden the BMW R9T? No, no. I always wanted to. Thanks oh, for rubbing it in. It is it is great. It is great. We probably I don't know how many have we have now, but they're all over the site. And it's so great. And you know, BMW's new R18. I'm I'm suggesting. I'm I'm guessing that we will have one of those within. I'm guessing within 12 months we'll have one on our site, an R18. Nice. You know, they're just so. Yeah, I'm lucky because I get to try all these bikes. So how many right? how many different bikes have you ridden now? Because I know when we first talked, I think you had you had not been riding for long or hadn't ridden in a while. But now, how many different ones have you been on? Uh, let me pull it up because it's all on my profile. Four, eight, twelve, sixteen. Oh man, I've been I, I've been on six, sixteen bikes in the last two and a half years. Wow, that's uh, impressive. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah. so so the BMW has been your favorite, or which one's your favorite so far? Uh, that's my that's my favorite. That yeah. was great. You know, they, they, all the bikes have different, you, you you guys know this, like some bikes are better for things than others. So like there's some bikes that I'm taking where I, I, I have to put all my, my, uh, my, if I'm going like all everything in a backpack, you know, there's no storage. Yeah. So those bikes are good for one purpose The BMW. The R9T is good for that. There's no storage on it. So if I had it for a few days and, um, but then like I, I rode the new Africa twin, um, that was that thing's a beast it was great um i'm renting i rent harleys all over the place i've rented a few indians the newer the, the scouts and the scout bobbers mm-hmm. so i don't know i did a I did a road trip last summer I, I don't know if we spoke before or after this it might have been right after i rode i took a road king uh for 10 days um all over the the west coast um I went as far south as Long Beach and as far north as like Mendocino. Nice. I did the PCA through San Francisco. Like that was a great trip. That was a great trip. I want to talk about growth a little bit because when we had you on the show last, I want to say there was 12 bikes in the Charlotte area. And I'm looking okay. now, there's 50. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and like uh, half of them I want to ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're lucky. You know, it took us um, like 14 months to get our first thousand motorcycles on the site. Mm. And then it took like eight months to get the next thousand. Oh. And so people are talking and loving it and telling their friends they're making money on, on their bikes and they just put, they just pop them up. You know, it's a small community. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. What are you seeing in Charlotte that, that you're interested in? Oh, man. <laughs> Well, the first two that come up are both on my list. So the first one is a bike I've been looking at pretty much since we last talked is the, the RT 1200 or the R1200 RT, I guess is the full model. But yeah, I test rode one over the summer. I did kind of a a half baked video review, which I probably shouldn't have posted because it wasn't that great. And I, I keep saying, I'm going to go back and I'm going to get on that bike again and make a proper review video. Right, right. And, but and but then on the test drive, I'm like, this is a really nice bike, and I, I'll stop short of saying I fell in love with it, but it, I really liked it, and I would like yeah. to put some more time on that one. And that's two miles from from here. It says, yeah, yeah. And that's well priced, that, hundred thirty five dollars a day. I think that's well priced. Yeah, yeah. And then right next to it is Rico's baby, the Triumph Daytona six seven five R. Yes, sir. Also a hundred a day. Yep. And there there's a uh uh Victory Allen Nass Magnum here too in Atlanta uh in Atlanta, two miles away from me, Rich for a hundred dollars. Nice. Green and black, yeah. I would do that. Yes, sir. Um we also already talked about the H two. Uh Bacon found that somewhere in Tennessee. That looks like a bunch of fun. There's also a KTM seven ninety Duke somewhere. I gotta find that one. That's a bike I wanna ride for sure. Is it scrolling? Oh, there it is in Greenville. Now this one, maybe Austin, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a 2019 KTM 790 Duke. And I realize this is probably a brand new bike, but this is 200 a day. I'm thinking, yeah, 
That's wishful thinking. Yeah, it's wishful thinking, right? <laughs> so, yeah, it's true. So, um, I think right next to it is another KTM Duke that's 110. I'm looking, oh, I've sorted, I've pulled up Greenville, yep. and then I put the brands in as KTM. I selected KTM as the brand. Okay. So, it filters only KTM. You filter. Oh, okay, cool. Well, do you have enough bikes yet to do specific bike models? Or is it just no, not, not that diverse yet? Not yet. Okay. Not, not yet. But there's another KTM, a 2018, that's, you know, a Piedmont for 110 a day. I, part of this is um, wishful thinking. Part of it is um, supply and demand. You know, the more bikes that are in an area, the, the, the more aggressive the pricing becomes because people do their homework. They look at what's on our site and they say, sure. well, I'm going to be cheaper than the guy over. So if you look in L.A., you'll, the, the pricing you'll see it in L.A. is much, much, much more realistic. Uh, as you scroll through different bikes than in probably any other part of the country. Right. I, I'm seeing a 2004 Sportster uh, super low for $250 a day. I don't like, think so. No. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, okay, so, at, you know, when, when you're listing your bike, do you do recommendations as far as in your area, the type of bike you have, we recommend you sell it for this to get optimum, you know, rental from your bike. Are you doing we any don't, of that in the background? To, or We need to. We need to. We don't do it. We've been telling people if they're pricing too high, we'll tell, we've been doing that recently for the last month or two. But we need to put a recommendation page up there which says, here are the parameters is what we suggest. Right. Um, people will price a bike at 200 or 250 probably go in saying, I don't want anyone re- touching my bike for less than 200 bucks a day. They're, they're basically saying, I don't want anyone touching my bike. And that's right. That's, and that's exactly what I thought yeah. when I saw this one. I was like, well, he don't want his bike ridden, really. Well, and also, so I get it. maybe they don't quite understand it because the way I understand the insurance now, there's not a heck of a lot of risk outside of you're going to get new parts on your baby. Right. You know, it's it's like- right. <laughs> right. Right. But I get it. Look, look, um, my house is not on Airbnb, right? So, uh, some people just don't want other people, you know, sleeping in their home or riding their bike. Or so I, I get it. But you're right. I mean, I should you should, you should be on the sales team. Like, there's no risk. We take it all for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know? for free, so, we could do all this. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sell it for you. Web, we have web consulting. Yeah. No. Now, <laughs> now this one is this is a bike I really want to ride as well. It's it's in California, so that would require a flight, but. The big Duke, the Super Duke GT 1290. That's a what's two, the city? What, what uh, city is it? Emeryville. Yeah, I'm just looking it up my calendar. Two, I don't like screen it. Two thirty nine a day. I think that's fair because that's a beast. Yeah, I think uh, the, the higher in the uh, CCs, maybe you know. That's a hundred and eighty horsepower monster. I mean, come on. Yeah. I can see you wanting that much money, especially for the 1000s. Yeah, you want an experienced rider on that bike anyway. So an experienced rider can understand it's your baby, the money you put into it. They can look at it and say, yeah, I can see why this guy wants 225 or 250 you know, a day to ride the bike. Oh, but wait a minute. Am I, am I going to scout to see if there's anything less that I could probably say, yeah, you know what? I'll go ride this Grum for $75 a day. No, no. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Oh, this so was 2016 bike. for 75 bucks in La Mesa. Right. <laughs> Same bike. Yeah. Yeah. Bikes that are, that's the thing. So bikes that are, call it, you know, $80, 75, 85, they get a lot more action than anything that's 110 or 120. Yeah. So it's, it all comes down to, you know, where, where, you know, where people's comfort is. We had a person with, you know, debating whether he should put his bike in at 125 or, you know, 95, we should just put it in at 95, see what happens. It was a heritage soft tail. Yep. And the next day he got a rental for a week, see. which he wouldn't have gotten for priced more. Exactly. And that's what I think. That's why I was yep. driving that, you know, that's what I'm thinking. Under, under hundred bucks. I'm taking that bike for a few days all day long. But if you're, totally. you're charging me 150 or more, I'm going to ride it for one day and Oh, I am going to ride it. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. You might need a tire when I get back. <laughs> <laughs> From all the yeah. miles you're putting on it. Yes. Yeah. 
Have you guys been on the uh, the the, tr- the newer Triumph Thruxtons yet? No, just a seat, not a that, ride. Yeah, yeah, it's one I want to get on one of these days. It's probably the only bike I haven't had a tr- chance to try that I've really wanted to try. I did ride the nice. Bonneville Bobber though. That's not the same. I realized, but I had a lot of fun on that. How's that? Yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, just a fun rowdy little bike. It just that twelve hundred is is no joke either. Right, right. Actually, now I've got another bike I want to ride. I guess the the, the list doesn't ever end. <laughs> right, <laughs> you got two thousand or more. Yeah, I know. I got three thousand bikes on here. Yeah, it doesn't end. We got to go to Ohio, Rico, because someone in Dayton has a Super Duke GT for seventy five dollars a day, and in Elria, Elria, how do you say that? E L Y R I A. I have no idea, but no I, idea. I'm, I'm looking. But they got a KTM 790 Duke, the same one in Charlotte for $200, $69 a day. Oh, and that's a 2019. And a 2019. Let's go to Ohio. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How many <laughs> miles are on this thing? 4,500 miles on it. That's ridiculous. It's brand new. Wow. Yeah, it's brand new. Yeah, I want to ride that. That's pretty high on my list. Both, both of those. The other thing I love about your site is just how quick it is. Thanks. Thanks. It is super quick. Yeah. It's actually on our list. One of the guys in the team is, is going to be working on making it faster over the next few weeks. So, um, yeah, it's an area where I think you can't, he can't ever go fast enough. Right. Kansas city. Sorry. Wow. We got to go to Kansas city. Right. These are, these are super rare to even see them, let alone be able to ride one. But the KTM RC8R, the super bike they used to make, $120 a day. I'm going to send you a link to this one. Yeah, here it's all. And we, we do this all day long, Austin. <laughs> it's like, hey, have you seen, look at, over here, check this bike out. <laughs> oh, man. You ever seen one of those in person? I've seen one at a track day, ever. Yeah, it says here this but the bike that needs no introduction, the Pinnacle of KT- KTM's racing line, somehow made street legal. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So where's the first place you guys are gonna go once you know the all the shelter lifted? Oh, me and Rich are heading to the mountains. Yeah, I'll say we're going to the mountains as soon as soon as it's free and clear and they open the roads again because they actually closed they closed the tail of the dragon and the the skyway did it really yeah because i guess there there's nothing in between like there's i guess no one lives there and there's nothing it's they just could close it i guess from one end to the other i thought that was kind of weird yeah you know, we're putting out a, uh, I'll send you an email. We're, we're, we're putting out um, some information in a couple of days of kind of the pros and cons of riding during coronavirus. And one of the cons that we've heard about from different riders is, you know, if you ever go down, now you're putting extra strain on the, on the medical facilities and community that should be treating people with coronavirus. Right. So maybe trying their best to, you know, maybe they're trying their best to limit that hap- happening on, either on the Skyway or on the Dragon. Yeah. Well, I would, I would counter some of that with, you know, riding is a skill and you use it or lose it. So if, yeah. you, if you're going to sit around for two months and then hop on your bike and think you're going to be like track daddy star, it's not happening. Yeah. 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 So I, I've been out every, probably twice a week so far. And it's yeah. mostly like gro- grocery runs because I, I put saddlebags on the bike, got a top case saddlebag. So I go out and I pick up just as much stuff as I can on the bike. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's great. That's mostly great. beer. We haven't had, I'm up, yeah, I'm up in Chicago. Our, our weather hasn't really, you know, it's, it's early April. It's been cold here, but it was uh, 55 today and yesterday. So I rode both days. Um, and it's amazing how many bikes you see out. You know, the minute it starts getting nice, everybody's out. Oh, oh yeah. Up that way, fifty. Yeah, you're outdoors. You're out. <laughs> 50. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You know, Florida, fifty. You're staying in. That's it. Yeah, we're going Hell, to. Let's say we're, let's say we're going to the mountains, but we also need to make that Florida trip again. 
True. There's a live wire. It's funny you said I'm looking at a live wire Tampa right now. <laughs> the 2020 live wire. The orange one. Yeah, yeah. Yo. Two hundred dollars a day, baby. You know, the the uh what we're finding is sometimes for especially this happened around some of the bike weeks, people are like, you know, they wanna they wanna rent a bike for bike week. So they're you know, they're gonna go to Daytona. So instead of going to Daytona and renting a bike in Daytona, what we're seeing is people fly in, they fly into Miami. They rent a bike in Miami to go to Bike Week in Daytona. That way they can ride there, you know, and they can mm. see the site. Yeah, that'd be that's a good idea. Oh, do you see? Yeah, where are you? No, I was just gonna say, do, do you guys see a surge then around um, Bike Weeks like Daytona, Sturgis, and things like that? Totally, MotoGP. Real big. MotoGP is one of the busiest weekends for us. Bike Weeks are really busy. Uh, yeah, we see big spikes. In fact, what was Harley's uh, anniversary like a year ago or two years? It was 115th, I think. Yeah, 115. 115. We we couldn't keep Harley's. You know, the, somebody would rent, would, would list their their Harley in the Milwaukee area, and an hour or two later, it'd be snapped up, and somebody would rent it. I mean, it was everybody was coming in for it and wanted to be on a Harley. So, you know, that's another big weekend for us. That's a good segue. That's a good segue. How long does it take to load your bike up? If you want to uh, list it. How long the process Uh, is that? If if you've got photos ready and your license plate, you can probably have the whole thing listed in in three to five minutes. Okay. You know, it's really simple. It's, It's more about, you know, answering questions about your bike. So if you start it, you know, first we're going to ask you for your make and model. And if you put in, you know, 2020 and, cl- and select Harley, all the Harley, the 2020 Harleys come up. You know, you just click Livewire, and then we populate it with all the information from our database. You know, we put in how, how what the, the, the seat height, the weight, uh, the wet weight, the tank capacity. There's a bunch of things we automatically put in. And then you can tweak any of those if you've customized it. But, you know, we ask you to write a description. We ask where, where the bike is located. You know, it's probably... Honestly, it's 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 three to five minutes tops. Okay, and the insurance uh, are are you able to apply the the type of insurance on your bike, or is that just come as part of your package of you know coverage, or blanket coverage for everybody under this particular company? We cover every motorcycle on this site from the time the bike goes out to the time it comes back in. Okay. So we we if someone goes and pulls up to a coffee shop, puts the kickstand down, starts walking in, and the kickstand is not down all the way, and the bike falls over, and there's a bunch of scratches for fifteen hundred bucks. We don't even we don't even talk to your insurance company. We never do. We just we handle it for our insurance company. It's done. Nice. I'll hear things sometimes. One of the things that hear that I hear that's frustrating is someone will say, you know, yeah, I rented it, but. Yeah, the last time it came back with a small scratch on the handlebar. I'm like, why don't you tell us this? Right. You know, tell us. We'll fix it. You know, one, I read a review once. There's, um, there's a woman, uh, Liza, who, who runs the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast out of California. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she has bikes and, and put a review in that. You know, everything was good, but, you know, the tank, you know, I'm giving the guy four stars because the tank came back and it was half full. Like, <laughs> really? Just, just, just tell us. We'll throw you ten bucks. Yeah, you know, right. we'll, like, just tell us it wasn't full. We'll pay you. We don't want you to be out any money. Right. You know, this should be a money maker. It shouldn't be a stress. You know, right. sometimes uh, you know someone will come back to us a month later, six weeks later. Oh, you know what? I just found out that I blew a toll, and it was the day that this guy was riding. Mm. You know, no problem. Send us a copy of the ticket. We'll pay you that amount. You know, we still have all the credit card info of the rider. We'll ping them for the amount and move on. Right. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, that peace of mind, just know that, you know, you'll take care of it, you know, and, and, you know, go after whoever needs to be shot after to to square up, you know? So that's cool. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You guys, when you come by ever come through chicago we'll all go riding and 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 likewise when i'm out in the carolinas right or snowmobiling (laughs) (laughs) did you get you didn't get much snow this year did you 
Not much. No, we've been lucky. And uh, yeah, it's, it hasn't been much. But those aren't the winters you remember. You remember, you know, when it's really snowing and crazy and can't go anywhere and, and everyone's, you know, frustrated. Yeah. Right. But this is, uh, yeah, this is different. What we're going through now is more like the middle of winter for people in Chicago, you know, when you're stuck indoors. But uh, yeah, it's been a light winter. Was it cold by you guys? It, no, it was pretty mild. I mean, our cold seemed to come later. I think it was like later, what was it, later January? We had some real cold days, but yeah, it was relatively mild here in Charlotte and no snow to speak of, really. Great. No ice either. That's, that, great. that's our big problem in the winter is we get ice storms and that breaks the trees and all that, it takes the power out. I have some family in Greensboro, North Carolina, and it's almost like like clockwork. I'm there the, the last week of the year, the first week of January is always an ice storm. Yeah, always an ice storm at the time. <laughs> Trees are covered in ice. Yeah, yeah. So John's a little farther east in Raleigh. I'm in Charlotte, and then Rico's down in Atlanta. So we kind of oh. cover that whole area. Bacon, yeah. Nashville, Nashville. I was in Atlanta like nine months ago or something. And, oh, um, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't know you were in Atlanta. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Next time I'm in Atlanta, we'll go riding. We'll get a couple of bikes and go riding. Sounds good, Austin. Little place. I stayed in uh, Ca- Cabbage Town. Is that what it's called? Cabbage Town? Cabbage Town. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's a, a quirky little place in Atlanta. Yeah. I like it. There was a place there called Brother Moto, which was a, which was a uh, community garage and yeah. coffee shop that I went to. I think they just closed. Cool uh, place though. But cool place. Yeah, yeah, cool place. Yeah, yeah. So John, Johnny, John, if we didn't put you to sleep, you got any questions? No, I'm good. But I'll send you some information, Austin, about roads. Oh yeah, John's a, he rides the mountains a lot, and because he. He doesn't have any kids, so he goes out and rides whenever he wants. <laughs> right. Yeah. But he's got the dog. He's got the dog that's right. sick. Too. Yeah, a couple of dogs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the wife can take care of them. So, hey, I can tell her I'm going to go right. riding and get a dog sitter to come in, dog walker come in, take dogs out, and I can disappear. Right. After the call, I'll send you guys some links of roads, articles we've written on roads, um, and some other cool stuff we have going on. Nice. Very good. Anything else from you, Rico? No, I think uh, we we uh, crashed the servers on a lot, so I'm good. Crashed the servers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Austin, any final links or promos or things you want to get out before we shut it down? Yeah, what I think you guys should probably do, I just want to check and make sure this is set up right. Um, I see loud pipes in the profile. Right, so what you want to do is you want to go to twistedroad.com slash ref for referral slash loud pipes that's where you want your listeners to go twistedroad.com slash ref slash loud pipes and that's where they can get their free day of riding it's all associated with you guys they log in through there um yeah that's where that's where i would want people to go check out great program great idea yeah we're gonna share the heck out of that oh yeah Twitter, yeah. Instagram, Facebook. Here we come. <laughs> cool, cool. All right, guys. It was great chatting. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks for the update. This has been great, and I enjoy the site, and I, I look forward to renting the bike. That's for sure. My pleasure. Let me know when you guys are ready to rent. No matter where you are, we'll take care of you. Sweet. All right. Let me close the, the show officially, and then we can grab other links and things like that. So we'll just remind everyone to check out the website. We'll have show notes there, uh, loudpipes.net slash 181, uh, links to twistedroad.com, which is pretty easy, but if you forget, you know, we'll have a link there. And of course, to the referral, we have our social media there, feedback, uh, subscribe to the show via your favorite app, and of course, all of our social media. And if you find some value in the show, let's not forget, you can support us over at loudpipes.net forward slash donate. Leave us a note there. We'll read that on the show. And I want to thank Tim for his monthly. We still have that on there live and rocking. All right, Rico, put the kickstands up. Let's do this, Brutus. All right, Johnny John. So, wait. Johnny. Sorry. Sorry. Let's roll. (laughs) Good night. Thanks again, Austin. Good night.
You got it. Good night, guys. Donate.